0: ready that's right this girl hey everyone for joining us today um today i'm really excited for for the guest i have here um so i learned about very i think probably five weeks ago i was on youtube a friend of mine uh posted a video say look this is the handshake act, because i like to do those of those handshakes when i was playing football i always like to invent those things looks like i was dancing so i just shared and i checked and i said wow that's really cool and i've Went to the story, and then we'll talk about it. And I said, man, I want to get this kind of podcast. Because <laughs> it's just way too cool to forget it. So, thank you for, for joining me. Um, I, have, I hope you, you, you will enjoy this as much as I do. Um, but before we get into that, just let people know who you are. Well, first of all,
1: thank you for having me on the podcast, man. definitely honored and flattered. Um, I'm Barry White Jr. I'm the handshake teacher, as some will call it um here in north carolina charlotte north carolina is where i teach at and reside uh currently i teach uh fifth grade at ashley park elementary here i'm still currently a teacher working on uh, my principal
0: license so yeah cool um tell us this about this handshake you know in 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 america everyone loves this stuff (laughs) so but how did you start that and and why did you start it
1: yeah so um initially the idea was sparked from a fourth grader who a year before I did the handshakes would come to my class and every day she'd be at my door just randomly, just you know, somebody I see in the hall. Like, hey, what's up, Mr. White? And she's like, well, let's do a handshake. Like, she, this was all high. Let's do a handshake. And I'll just do whatever, you know, just passing, nothing big. Nothing, I didn't think nothing of it. But then she was consistently doing that every day. Like, she'd come to my door and even days, you know, some days I'm a little later than usual, and, you know, I gotta you know try to get my coffee in and get the paper set down. She waiting at the door, so you know I gotta stop. Hey, what's up? Oh yeah, what's going on? You know, do a handshake with her, and she would not leave until you know she got her hand, her dap. Like you know, you know, her handshake. Even till sometimes the bell would ring, and I'm like, listen, you need to get the class I'm not to get me in trouble from your teachers to have them hate me because you waiting for a handshake. But um, I just saw what that did for her. Like it meant something to her. Um, it was super small. It wasn't monetary. I didn't have to buy anything. No candy. No bribes. Just a little interaction between me and her, and I thought that was really big. I saw how her mood was after that; like she was happy to go into the class, like you know, she her spirit was up, and she was all like had that excitement about her, that glare in her eye. So I thought, well, you know what? Over the summer, I'm like, well, she's coming to me next year, and I get that reaction out of her. You know, who's supposed to be one of our most challenging students behaviorally? Then what would that look like if I had a whole team? So now I'm thinking like a basketball term, like whole <laughs> team. I'm full, like a full-on basketball, 30-man team, 30-man woman team. So then, you know, she came. Of course, we had our handshake already down packed. And then uh, a few more students. The Yeah, I want one. And then from there, it started to spark. It started to, you know, just contagious. Everybody went, Mr. White, you got out I got some idea. It was like, you know, it became a real thing. A recess, we practicing out there, you know, doing our handshake. And I just saw what it did for them. Like, it, it, it really sparked something in them, just having that moment, like, with their teacher. Especially when I had like 60, 70, 80 students, and they're like, well, we all got one. Like, they help individually, you know, I was throwing that, listen, you're special one on one. This from who you are. So, I also had, I'm um, starting a step team at my school. So, some of my students, we had step moves in it. So, we'll be doing step moves in our handshake, you know, doing things like that. And I just wanted to really promote like the, the individuality there that, like, listen, you're special, unique in your own way. So, I'm not gonna have, you know, we, all of us don't have the same handshake. Just like all of us aren't the same people. Right, just, um, some people are motivated by, you know, monetary things or tangible things. Some people motivated just by intrinsic motivation. So it's like kind of, Sean, listen, you are good who you are, like in your own. So just kind of empowering them and letting them know that you know, they feel that they are special and that somebody thinks they're special or they care enough to take the time to do like eight different handshakes before we go to class and remember them. So, and, uh, and then on top of that, it was fun for me too, man. I enjoyed doing the dance moves. <laughs> That's how I learned to keep up with all the new dance moves from them, you know, just uh, learning from them. So it was a great thing, man. And then it just continued year after year. The next the next cohort couldn't wait to get to my class. So and so I'm going on my uh my fourth year at Ashley Park. I have like three I have three years of students of handshake. So the ones in sixth grade, seventh, eighth grade that's still here in my school, when I see them, hey Miss Why you remember my handshake? Yeah, let's go. So it was like I have like a whole pretty much college uh a collegiate experience four years of handshakes that from uh, eighth grade all the way to fifth
0: you know it's like well when i was listening about this story um um i started thinking like how oh, such a such a basic basic simple thing could make a hell of a difference right um because so i'm a huge advocate of the fact that sometimes school systems are too much of um or should I say we are robotizing people in the sense of we're trying to get everyone the same level, same college, same type of knowledge. Same everyone has to get MBA and stuff like that. And I kind of I always feel very excited when I see teachers that are, you know what, you are different and it is different. You are you are both different things, different people, and there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You guys, you guys are just your own individuals, and that's what we are looking for. But how did you, uh, how was this received in the school? Because you went viral, man. It's like, it's all over the place. It's like, yeah. I think, I think I'm, I'll, I'll get famous this because I'm talking to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you're the famous one. But uh, in the school, it was great, man. Um, just, like I said, throughout the entire building, all the way down to kindergarten, you know, I had students stop. Mr. White, and put in the, you know, the little little kindergarten, they put their hand up. Mr. White, like you know, trying to do a handshake. <laughs> So I had handshakes for first grade, second grade. Even I didn't even teach that class, so mm-hmm. uh, grade level, uh, for that matter. But it was, I mean, like I said, it it kind of it rejuvenated school as well, like cre- increased the morale because we were getting a lot of spot, uh, positive spotlight, you mm-hmm. know. To, you know, we're a Title One school, actually, part on the West Side of Charlotte. So this definitely did a lot for the morale, and the parents, of course, were you know excited and made to see their children all on the news and from uh, every from uh, Steve Harvey the Good Morning America, all that. So they were pumped up, man. Uh, like I said, other teachers, even right now, uh, one of my teachers across the hall, he's doing handshakes with his class and we're side by side. So, you know, my line's come, his line's coming. It's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I really think the influence, and impact uh, really spread really wide. And once again, the concept behind it was just really emphasizing building that relationship before the lesson, right? So I'm taking the time to, let me have a moment with you before I ask you to come in here, sit down and like you said, Um, A lot of people, you know, a lot of times it's scripted uh, curriculum or, all right, do this, do that, do this. Make sure you got the horn again tomorrow. So before I'm asking all these things of you, let me make sure that you know that I'm invested in you beyond what your grade is going to, you know, turn up, you know, what you get on your end of the year test. It's about, you know, making sure that you feel appreciated and respected, especially the same way I would expect you to uh, reciprocate that energy, right? So. Um, yeah, in school, it, it trickled out. So, you know, a lot a lot of people had like didn't have their niche of things that they did from chants to, um, you know, um, to note cards, how they do things. So it was just an amazing, I love seeing innovation, like all around the world. Like I saw a lot of people around the world doing handshakes, you know, after that, uh, you know, uh, a couple people in viral as well in other cities. Like I, I love this stuff, the idea of building that connection and like really treating students like, like human beings, right? As opposed to just, you know, uh, almost, uh, almost like they're not human, like you just come in, you have to respect what I say, you have to do what I say, because I'm a teacher. No, I'm gonna give you the same respect and take that time to really dedicate, you know, some investment, invest in you, saying I want you to invest in my content. I need to be invested in you the same way, right? Past that, so I think that's an amazing thing, man. Just a shout out to all the innovative and creative teachers out there, whether it's handshakes or chance or whatever you call it. I just
0: love it. I love it. Yeah. I have I have a six years old daughter. Or she's old, she would tell me. I'm, she would tell me five, five. You mean because she's just six in two months. Mm-hmm. So every time I say she's six, she tells me you mean five. <laughs> <laughs> get the math. Get the math. Get get the numbers right, man. She's like more or less what she tries to do. But anyway, so she's 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 very introvert. Um, or let's say she's very active when she knows the people, but she's very introvert when she doesn't know. So she, she has a very hard time to approach people when she doesn't know them. And ironically or not, I, I'm very similar even still now. So um, one day, completely not completely unrelated, I just made this. I just taught her like this, you know, like and it just and she was like and find it very cool. She doesn't do it anymore now because now she's an adult. But in that time, she used to do it. So. Uh, it was funny because one day I took her to school and I just I, I dropped her and I just did it, and all the friends became like the kids around like wow I also want to do that, and then she kind of out of the blue she kind of became like the rock star for like five seconds about like man that's <laughs> my my father has to do that as well, and I and I and I find that's why I kind of find it interesting because I it kind of gets. It's a way to connect and get people to connect. And the handshake itself is, of course, a tool. But what is important is what is behind, right? And, and, and what and what you're trying to get. Um, what What type of school are, are you teaching? Is is like a, a mid class? Is a low class? Or yes. Is, so, uh,
1: so it's Title One. So uh, historically, Title One is uh, we have a high uh, rate of students who uh, receive uh, free or reduced lunch. So it's like you know a poverty, you know low income. Yes. Uh, but it's located on the west side of charlotte okay so we're in that area tied to one demographic uh so it's, you know and, and the reason i'm
0: asking is not because i don't i don't think those words those are worse or better but it's because statistically those are often the schools where you have biggest dropouts right mm-hmm. um and and, and um, we don't necessarily understand why the dropouts happening we just blame the social environment to say well that's just the way it is it's a bit like um it happens and a f- few ma- few weeks ago i was talking to to michael another podcast is is from the from the from the west coast mm-hmm. uh, west coast it's california i don't know if it's west or it's so it's from california and he was explaining to me the the school system and how much sometimes the school system itself doesn't really help the children to build up confidence that they can really be someone and they can really make a difference to the world and you are just so much like you know what it's just that's what i have that's what i'm going to be and uh and i'm just like another guy and we're in a social system that is not going to help us and rather for the record it's not just in north america it also happens in other countries um how do you see this um in the ages where you are teaching this kind of inclusive behavior where you are helping kids to feel to feel individually to feel like individuals how do you feel this is in terms of engagement in the school system and how much do you feel that they are kind of feel that the school makes difference, not just because you have to be there, but it, because it can really help you.
1: So specifically for me, um, while, you know, it's important to have an impact in all school systems, right? Not just the low income, middle school high. Um, yeah. For me, though, the reason why I chose Ashley Park was because of that like matter that I feel like I could have the biggest impact here. Like even me being an African-American male coming in here, that's, you know, it's a low it's a low percentage of us, like 2%, um, especially in elementary, you know, the, the lower grades come here like, okay, in a demographic of Title I, low income, where uh, the stigma is placed on us, as you just uh, stated, to where there's a ceiling placed on us, right? So now, uh, you're Title I, low income poverty, yep, you're going to follow the trajectory that, you know, people set for you. You know, more than likely, it's a high percentage of you dropping out uh, if we get to high school. So we, we look at that, and we come to these schools, and we don't we don't see these stigmas, we don't acknowledge them, we don't even you know pay attention to that. We come in here with the attitude that these are the students, right? They they deserve to have the same equal access to if the students over in Ballantyne. Ballantyne's more the South Side, you know, high. High, you know, high to middle class students. So they deserve, it's equ- equitable learning, like across the board, right? So they, they need to be able to have that access and they need teachers who come in with that mindset of, of equi- um, have equitable, you know, teaching uh, background skills or just knowledge of it to where it's not said that, oh no, I don't want to, um, you know, roll this out. I don't want to teach you this content because I don't think you will be able to understand it. Mm-hmm. But across the town, they're giving them all this access to this code, this language, the kind of language, what to say, how to use it, um, this type of pre you know, teaching them all the skills that they're going to need later on. But yet we're limiting our students because, uh, they, my, you know, the com- the common quote is, of oh, my class aren- is just not ready for that. That's yeah. over there. It's too much. So I'm going to, you know, supplement. I'm going to look. No, we're not lowering the rigor. We're going to give them the same equitable learning that, you know, across the board. we got to make sure that you know, inclusion and, um, the, even in the diversity, like if, as far as if you have Hispanic students or uh, we call them L students, mm-hmm. they need to get the same access and ability that we have to work a little harder to, you know, to supplement and modify certain documents, but they need to receive the same equitable, you know, and have uh, learning access to that every other student has. So we come in, so in this school specifically, I know a lot of us come in with the mentality listen, you're gonna, you're gonna exceed expectations regardless. And that comes with us holding high expectations. So we don't lower it. No matter what you look like, what background you got, you come in, they're going to come in Mr. White classroom, the bar is here, right? So as much as we have fun and I'm loving you and I, you know, and care so much about you, I care too much about you to let you lower your own, your own expectation or rigor, right? That's, that's so gotta, exactly. Like we got to, we got to see that bar. And that's the mentality that, you know, myself and all uh, other teachers around and especially in this building I'm sure across America and Title 1 schools they have that mentality that it doesn't I don't care about this label like this label is not going to define you right your, your, your neighborhood is not going to define you. your family background history is not going to define you. what you do right now right is, is what we're going to do going, I'm going to help you shape and mold the type of character that your personality to your academics right to your, your IQ. We're going to help you mold that to something that's going to propel you farther than anybody could have even predicted. Yes. Right. So it goes from taking, well I like to like to say that goes from taking um, your past that has a box. Okay. Then it's to your present to where you with us and then your predicted future, right? That people have predicted from you based on statistics and numbers and all this yeah. analytical, you know, nonsense sometimes. Your yeah. <laughs> projected scores from the state that right. And then so we see that. And instead of you hitting that predicted future We're going to turn that into the alternate future, right? So you're going going to take a detour. So when we come to the present, instead of going that trajectory, you're going to take that detour to your alternate future. Now, listen, you don't have that ceiling because we don't see that, right? You don't acknowledge that. We know, you know exactly who you are, right? Your uniqueness, your talents. And we're going to now leverage that to, uh, you know, create that based on your strengths. We're going to uh, increase that. We're going to take care of your areas of improvement. And you're going to get to achieve whatever be like you feel like you want to achieve or you believe you want to achieve it doesn't necessarily have to be the college route it could be a trade school it could be you know so we're not putting kids in a box yeah. based on um, you know any stigmas that's out there like you just you know you just said we're really just focusing on the actual student present here and right now because yeah. being present so we're here we're hitting in the here and now And in the here and now we're going to make sure you're getting to that next level you know based on our experience right now in the present. You
0: know, it's, I, I I usually like to to watch a video from uh, I think his artistic name is Prince Ye. Um, what is about suing the, the school is suing the school system, um, and has to do with the fact that the school system is not just not just the United States to be clear. In a lot of places, is is not necessarily on the mindset you just described. All right, a lot of, he usually uses this um, uh, Einstein quote, which is not exactly like this, but it is more or less, if, if you judge a, fi- a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he will live his whole life believing it is stupid. Right? Um, how do you think is, is now, in, in which level of mature, are, maturity are we, are we in, in the school system and with the teachers in regards to the fact that we need to be treating students a lot more individually and not so much as a massive industrial generation where everyone is the same, everyone is treated the same, you have the same skills, you're gonna, you, and you can reach very successful if you are part of this social class. If you're not, you're not part of that, you cannot reach up. Where do you think we? Where, where do you think are we at this stage? Well, currently, to be honest with you, I think we have a lot of work to do, right? So what I,
1: what I can say, uh, more so than not specifically, I attended a lot of like, principal meetings here in this school district and what I will say is that the conversation is starting to happen now. So now you are we are getting um, talking about equity, equity and just uh, you know allowing students to have that access to you know knowledge or content or curriculums that all schools have around and high performing and you know the high um, class schools as well. So that conversation is now starting to happen in open you know, discussions and public. Um, we have a long way to go. Uh, you know, of course, we have pockets of teachers, like you know, myself and other states and all that good things. But as far as a whole, the United States, I think we have a long way to go. But it starts with a conversation first, right? Actually, acknowledging that this is real, because you know, a lot of uh, previously, a lot of times you would think that this was a myth, right? Mm-hmm. You would think just say, "Oh, this is a buzzword." People say it sometimes nobody's acknowledging it. Um, even my counterparts, my Caucasian counterparts, like uh, you no, know, they're speaking up to it. Uh, I see this happening, and across the state, uh, really, that everybody's now putting their foot down. You know what? This is a real problem. So now that we actually announce that this is a real thing, let's work on the solutions, right? So that's the next step. Okay, well, how are we going to address this problem, and what are we going to do to ensure that this doesn't, like, this is no longer a problem? Um, you know, uh, for lack of a better term? So I think. Um, once again, like, we have a long way to go. I'll be remiss to say that we have arrived or we have, you know, we've gotten uh, taken care of that, uh, that issue that we have not. Um, I think we are starting to get on the right path to do that, uh, or at least moving in the right direction. So, uh, uh, you know, it's going forward. Just continuing to have that conversation, whether it's you're uncomfortable or not. Like, it needs to happen, especially if you are working in these schools. That's entitled one, or you know, you happen to working school, you know, low income or brown, uh, uh, black and brown children, Hispanic, whatever brown, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we need to acknowledge that it's real, and then acknowledge our own biases. Like even me being African American, man, I need to acknowledge my own bias as well. Because while um, you know I say yep because I'm because I'm black, I automatically relate to these students, so, you know, low income brown, brown and black students. Well. I haven't been living like that for a very long time, or I might have never lived like that. So you know, I I wake up, you know, drive to work, get my get my Dunkin' Donuts, my you know, bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese. You know, they might not have that, you know, uh, that uh, be fortunate enough to have access to that, or that might not be their living uh, arrangement currently. Like I go back to an apartment, you know, uh, have somewhere to live. So a lot of my students, you know, are moving from place to place. So I need to acknowledge that. weight, even though. It's because um, uh, it's not just my ethnicity that is important here. It's me actually taking time to the wait, this is this person's situation. Let me understand and actually, you know, connect with this that, okay, I need to, you know, look at the socio emotional piece here as well. Not just the academics, because, you know, they're, they're going home to not ideal situations. Mm-hmm. And expected to come to school and sit for eight hours, you know, reading the passage, you know, doing you know, the academic work. Yeah. A lot of times they're gonna. It's gonna develop a lot of behaviors that I, that might not. I might not uh, desire. Right. So it's really just taking time as a, as a whole, as a people, not even just a race. As a people, and working in these schools and going, okay, let me acknowledge this is real. Let me acknowledge my own personal biases, unconscious biases too. Because when I say that, it's like things that we might not even be aware that I'm that I'm I'm doing or what I'm perceiving because of how I grew up or the environment that I'm in now. I might not be aware that I was thinking it's about, you know, X, Y, Z, but it's real, right? So, um, so it is, you know, doing that and just really, you know, honing it and, and keeping this momentum going, because a lot of times stuff can become trendy, like, you know, a buzzword to say equitable learning. That can be buzzy, right. but, you no, know, it needs to be consistent. Like, you need to be serious about this and really, you know, take the steps to ensure that this is being, um, you know, fixed in all schools right
0: and, and and just to opinion of course we talk a lot about criminology we talk a lot about um uh, issues on, on on some of the the the, the areas not just in the united states but also in other countries and we we tend to say this is because they are in, in low-income areas or p- parents are in the crime world but we we don't always remember that biggest part of the socialization and the 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 beginning of these children has to do with school and if we don't take school as a way for them to to do something else and and learn something else and get out of those those worlds then we are probably forgetting the biggest part of their you know 24 hours they spend one third of their day in school right exactly so and and this brings you to my next question about Always the life of a teacher in the United States. So I'm always have this curious, yeah, for me, and I tell you with, with all really honest, my wife is also a teacher. Um, I think teachers, are teaching and teacher is as important, is probably one of the most important jobs in the world. As We have doctors that are uh, saving lives, their bodies, and I think teachers are preparing the, 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 the people of the future, right? So because the children are like 15, 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future. Um, but in Portugal, for example, where I came from, the, the, the teaching class is very, very badly treated in terms of salaries, in terms of working conditions, in terms of working classes. Doesn't matter if this, of course, in the high schools probably is different, but this is not necessarily recognized by the governments as a critical function for what's going to be the future of our society. How is that out there?
1: So um, it's pretty much similar to what you were just you're talking about. The United States, I mean, I I guess this is a universal problem that no teachers definitely deserve to be treated a lot more uh, with a lot more respect and hold to a higher regard. Because, like, we, because now, once again, it gets trendy. Yes, we all know that we deserve more, right? We like this we are preparing students for the people. We prepare the doctors who are going to save lives, right? We prepare the lawyers, and the dentists, and all these other jobs that, you know, so crucial to American or just the world in general. Yeah. So it always comes back to, wow, the people who are preparing these people, uh, the, you know, these future leaders, they're getting treated the worst as far as, you know, from pay to resources to even the stigma, right? So, like, once again, it always goes back to, yeah, we know treaties need to get better, you know, pay you need to get they need to be treated equally, and everybody always rallies around that, but then it comes down to okay, well, what's actually being done? Yeah. Rectify that, right? So is it I appreciate your support. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. So what exactly is being done? Right? You, you hear a lot, especially you know, elections and you know, season and all that. It's yeah, we need we're going to promise teachers this and that. Well, okay, let's actually start doing that. Right, so let's actually so start. If we're going, if it's pay, we're going to increase pay. Let's actually take the steps to do that and put us on, you know, equal footing with, you know, a dentists, a lawyer, and you know, all these other jobs that are, in especially in America, are held to the highest honor. Yeah, right. Sure. Even, uh, you know, and it's getting rid of that stigma because you know, you say you're a teacher. First thing people think, like, oh yeah, he probably he ain't really got no money. You know, yeah. you know especially you know males. You know, supposed to be head of household. It's like, I need to be a principal. I need to be, you know, have type of You say teachers. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they right, baby, we bless your heart. That's what they say. Bless <laughs> your heart, baby. <laughs> oh, you are God's gift. Oh, bless you. Yeah, thank you. Now I wish the people in power would see that and go, all right, let's do something about this. So yeah. we it's not a, oh, bless you. It's a, oh, I, I want to be, I can't wait for my son's a teacher. Right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I'm i going to get yes, enough. Of food. course, of course. Right, so it's like kind of switching that that narrative and that, that connotation off of you know teaching seeming as you know one of the low level jobs to take or just anybody can do that. No, it, it, you not know, at Just as important as the next big job, you know, the corporation the CEO, a, four, a Fortune 500 corporation or whatever um, that CEO is. So I think um, so to answer your question once again. Like I think it is uh, similar to you know the the teaching in general, uh, the treatment of teachers and uh, as far as pay to resources is universal and it's all I think we it's it's an area that I think everyone could agree on needs yeah. to be a lot better. Like it needs to be treated with a lot more integrity and um, you know just professional respect. Yeah, because uh, you know we we are you know uh, preparing the, the the leaders of tomorrow. Like, yeah we spend more time with, uh, you know, parents' kids than they do. Yeah. They yeah, of would, course. They would have stayed hours five days a week. Yeah. Sometimes on Saturday, you know, we go pick up kids, go to baseball games, stuff like that. We spend – they see us more than they see y'all. Yeah. You're, you're at home, you know, working hard to provide and, you know, bring home the bacon and make sure they have a meal, and then you entrust us to, you know, uh, with your child, and we take that seriously. So we – we going, you know, eight hours uh, a day, five days a week. So it's like, um, I think we do um, the reputation of teachers and just that integrity and respect needs to catch up to the work that we're actually producing.
0: And, and what, do you think needs to, what do you think needs to change? Is, is what, is mindset? Is, is, is economics? Is, is culture? Is, is, what is that, why is that missing, right? Because in some countries that has changed and we have Finland, that's a very good example in Europe where they, they are changing the system to, a, to a, bringing these jobs to a much higher standard in terms of perception in the society and also with the resources they have and the school system being more flexible. And the results are crazy. They are outracking every single school system in Europe. Why, why is that still not happening in countries that are supposed to be leaders in the world? Why is block, What is blocking us?
1: Exactly, and 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 that's a that's a really good question. I mean, I think a lot. I think a lot of people in power don't even know the answer to that, and that's the reason why we're still stuck. Because I just actually we had um for well, my master's class we had the study of the article on Finland. I think it was Finland, and it was maybe was the Netherlands. I mean, it, it was another. Oh, it was somewhere else that um, Nepal, maybe it was somewhere else that also adopted that philosophy of um. You know they they. Took teachers and then they made them. Uh, what well, they they took teacher status to uh, to the highest level of honor, so that they was on the same token with doctors. Um and we did a whole article study, analyzed it, and like you just said, the results were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, I think think about it. When you when you uh, take a group of educators, you make them the one highest paid, right? You you incentivize them. They the morale's up. They're not because some think about it we talk about um, students in low-income households, there are teachers in low-income right. households as well that's coming to school to teach these students. Of course. It has to live paycheck to paycheck. So there's not to get them. So when you reverse that and you take, okay, highest paid. This is the highest they held with the highest honor. When people see them, this is the utmost respect. Now the morale changes and the work ethic increases. Right, increases tenfold because if it's if it's going at this level now, and we don't have that, and we're still putting in this work, imagine if we were treated with that. Just the morale be up because teaching is a hard job. Like you know, three hundred. You go on one hundred eight days a year in some schools, three hundred sixty five because year round schools. But it's you get you get bogged down like any other job, right? Like it becomes stressful at a point. You get tired. You know, we dealing with um, all these different personalities, these developing bodies, these. You know, the, the mindset development, the hormones, the changes, especially fifth grade, when they're trying to figure out that identity, like, oh, um, I, I want to be this, I want to be that. Like, so we are, you know, taking that on. So that energy is, like, we're absorbing all of that. Right. So eventually throughout the year, we're going to have our slopes where, you know, man, I'm just exhausted. So when you, but, you know, when but when you know you walk out and you don't have to worry about the gas or, you know, gas money or, working a second job, second, third job, like you see everywhere, that does, that can be a game changer to where, you know what, my full on, my full 100% of my attention in NG can go directly to my classroom or school, as opposed to having to try to reserve some in a tank because I got to go work, you know, a second shift at Target or, you know, uh, the restaurant. So it's like, um, I do think, uh, I mean, I I, I see feeling and I just take my hat off to them. Because I think that's, they did a phenomenal job, in realizing that, that you get more, you get more bang for your buck when you, you know, when you take the people who are teaching the others, uh, other humans who are going to fill these occupations that you that you need, the like doctors, your dentists, you know, your, your maintenance workers, all of that, and you uh, treat them with respect, then you see it trickle down and streamline to the students. Because now as students, the environment, the learning environment is upbeat. The, the school grounds upbeat. Now, everybody is able to really, you know, thrive in their own right because, you know, our full-on energy, we're happy. Like, it's just, you know, we're good. So, it's, um, like I said, that's layered, though. There's so many different things that you can uh, uh, adhere to right now that's wrong with the education system or how they treat teachers, um, starting with, of course, pay, starting with the um, uh, how many resources uh, is allotted to us, allocated for us, uh, funding as far as uh, especially in title one schools so though it's like it, it's so many things you can point to that is just it's overwhelming to think of yeah uh, and I do think that you know once again the conversation is definitely rising especially with all these protests you've seen we out there red for ed so we're becoming we're getting a lot more empowered you know to really speak up like right, enough is enough you That's know so, we have a long way to go but the fact that we are you know you know voicing out voicing, how we feel like and and you've seen so many different stories of what's really happening and how teachers really feel like turnover rates, like people leaving a profession, I think you they know people will start taking it more serious and really um put some attention on it, so then something can get done
0: cool um we we just realized now we are already speaking for almost half an hour <laughs> um Um. I know that you are also now with uh, with your viral. I don't know if it was before, but I've seen that you have been also um, working a bit out of out of the, the school and, and talking to people and kind of bringing some some something out there. What kind of message are you bringing? What are what are you helping others to do? Is with with education? Is with motivation? Is is uh, individuality? What are you trying to get out there?
1: Yeah. So um, also, uh, I'm part of the premier speakers uh, bureau. So. I work with them and uh, traveled around. I speak to school districts, to uh, the teachers, to administrators, um, even you know, I'll go, uh, elementary schools, whatever you want to name it. And th- the message that I continuously try to put out there is really emphasizing the importance of relationships, right? So I always say that before a child can invest in a content that I'm teaching, they have to invest in me mm-hmm. themselves, right? So they have to know that I'm willing to go to length for them because I want them to succeed and not just because I want them to get an A plus, right? Not because I want them to make me look good on my test scores. No, this is about more about building your character, really taking the time to focus on you. So when when you really uh, sit back and you put away the the books or, you know, the the curriculum and it's it's you and the child, what, when you leave this classroom, what are you taking from me?
0: Yeah.
1: Because you can take, you know the reading skills and uh, the algebra, whatever you want to call. it, That's fine. You may forget that, may not. You may use that later in life. You may not. But what what life skills are you taking that can actually be uh, suitable for you know life after high school if you if don't choose right. college or life after college? What are you taking from me um, to you know, from the soft the skills, right?
0: The soft skills.
1: The soft skills. There you go. Exactly the soft skills. So it's really um, tapping into that, and uh, and then of course encouraging teachers to don't be afraid to make the curriculum your own, right? So to, to if you you ha- wake up with that idea in your head, and you you know don't be afraid to be innovative, to be creative, right? To really take your is your classroom, own your classroom. You have you know that this idea is going to. Uh, you know, excite your students, get them revved up for whatever content you're about to teach. Go ahead and try. Even if you fail miserably, the fact that you attempted it, the students are going to appreciate it, right? So yeah. it's not because we also want to feel good coming to work. Like, I, I want to be excited to come to work. And a lot of times I wake up, you know, I'm highly motivated. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to try this idea out today. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I am gonna try. I saw this on TV. We're going to try to do it in school. And you'll find that it it doesn't even matter if if it's not perfect. I just, I it out, hey guys, listen, I think I wanna try this idea. I show them a little clip. They, yeah, let's do it. Let's rock. So now they're all hyped up and engaged, and they can't wait to get back into the class to, you know, to do that routine or that activity or that chant. Or, you know, so whatever that is, I encourage them, like, take, like, go for it. Like, you had the internet, go for it. Do not stop, because a lot of us times we get nervous and scared because we have to follow, you know, well, say we'll follow a certain curriculum. Oh, it's going to throw off my pace in. I'm not going to be able to listen to it. Take a day. I yeah. probably, in the end, it's going to pay off because the kids are going to be so revved up and so connected and they're going to, like, really love being in your class that they'd be willing to do anything for you. Yeah. They'd be willing to work their hardest, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a very powerful message, man. That's what I'm putting out there. And that's why I'm enjoying that there are people doing that. Look, um, we are getting to an end in time. Um, but I always ask people, and maybe you already did it now. <laughs> so I was just thinking about it. I ask people to leave. It's not a message. It's more like, you know, when you finish your conversation, I, I want people to go home and think about something and take something to kind of take as a as a, as a message to, to drill a little bit more and then maybe start doing something else, change something, go after something. What is your take on that? What is your last thing for people to think about?
1: My last thing for people to think about is... Um, <laughs> and I got, now I got to think about it. I just said it all this, Now I got to think about it. Um, I have so many, but I've also got to pick one. Um, do, not, do not underestimate the power of affirmation, right? Uh, like, I mean, just the simplest, hey, I like your hairdo today. Hey, nice shoes. is Giving somebody words of affirmation, it will go so long, uh, such a far uh, no distance especially in the lives of students, even adults. Imagine, think about when you go, you walk down the street or South. and somebody go, oh, nice hairdo. Now somebody <laughs> randomly compliments you all, oh, nice beard. It does something for you. So imagine what that's doing for students who already are dealing with so much, social media and all this. Like don't underestimate the power of affirmation, like pass it on to somebody else. You know, if, if, if you can wake up these day and go, all right, I at least, you know, gave four or five people positive words of affirmation then you're doing something you're contributing to society like you are making somebody else they feel better you you don't know what that is did for them like that rest of the day they're on 10 yep i'm feeling good about myself or you know or just something so really never underestimate the power of words of affirmations and um you know don't be afraid to take a leap right to right. take a leap, to go for that that crazy idea or that that um that promotion, ask for that promotion that you don't think, oh, I might get, Just go for it. It's the attempt. Like, look, um, I know uh, Dave Chappelle has this funny uh, line, a joke. He goes, listen, uh, you know, I write the joke. I don't care if it works or not. I'm like evil Knievel. I get paid for the attempt. <laughs> so like, look, I get, we get like the attempt is what's going to, You know, that matters the most than whether you get it or not. Just you putting yourself out there and knowing you don't
0: have no regrets. Look, really, thank you very much. <laughs> I think it was a great talk. We can't do a handshake uh, just for people these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's the one you taught your daughter? I, want to, I want to do that one long.
0: It's like so, this.
1: Boom. Boom, yeah. boom.
0: All right, let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Boom. Boom. <sighs> <I dig> <laughs> it. <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it, man. Barry, thank you very much. Really fantastic call. I, I, I hope we get connected. I I and I I, I may end up showing up in Charlotte anyway because of my day job.
1: Listen, uh, and man, I would love to see you
0: there.
1: Let me know. I'm out here, man. I look forward to seeing you in person.
0: Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs>